This is episode 290, Facing and Loving Our Fears with Michaela. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to all my long time, years long listeners, never miss an episode. Love you guys so much. And welcome to all my new listeners and my dabblers. I'm happy to have all of you here. This is a beautiful community of like-minded people who appreciate vulnerability, the human spirit, the resilience of the human spirit, healing, personal evolution, It's more than personal development, personal evolution, and just feeling not alone. You know, one thing that I've learned about the human experience is that we're all in this together. And today's episode is really going to support any of you who ever feel a tremendous amount of fear, even if it's not necessarily reasonable for the situation. Those of you who are confused about how to connect to your inner child, I think you're really going to appreciate Michaela's vulnerability today. Before we dive in, just wanted to let you know that we're offering a special on our breathwork and meditation series. And for those of us on this side of the world, it's spring. It's time to bring new energy in. For those of you who may be moving into autumn, all my Australian, New Zealand peeps, you may be looking at what needs to fall away. And breathwork and meditation is so powerful and easy. It's such a way to get out of the head, move into the body, move energy, move unconscious stuff that you don't even need to know about, and then shift into a vibration where you're attracting different things into your life. We're offering you a $30 discount. If you go to christinehassler.com slash breathwork and use the code breathe. Now breathe has an E at the end, right? We're all learning how to spell again. I feel like ever since keyboards (laughs) and how we use keyboards all the time, I, my handwriting, which used to be beautiful is chicken scratch because I just don't have a lot of practice writing anymore. It's like, oh wow, these muscles have atrophied and my spelling sometimes because spell check is always available. It's like, Ooh, I've forgotten how to spell a lot of words, but I digress. The promo code is breathe, B-R-E. E-A-T-H-E for $30 off the breathwork and meditation series. It's eight tracks. So Steph guides you through all different kinds of breathwork modalities and they're prescriptive. So we have a breathwork for something like anger release, releasing loneliness, opening your heart, feeling more calm. And then I follow it up with a meditation. You can do just the breath work or just the meditation. You can listen to it in any order you want. It's so easy to navigate and figure out what's going to be best for you. So again, christinehausler.com slash breathwork is the link for that. So as you're listening to my coaching call with Michaela, consider, do you ever have fear, like big fear that comes up that doesn't quite match the situation? For example, something's going on and it's not that huge of a deal, but you feel tremendous amounts of fear. Your heart starts racing. It's hard to think. You get sweaty. You almost feel like you're going to pass out. And when fear overcomes you, is it really hard to calm down and get out of it? 
Did you grow up in a lot of chaos in a house where you just didn't feel safe sometimes or all the time? Did you, or do you ever just want to hide and be invisible or do you feel invisible? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Michaela. Michaela, welcome to the show. What's your question? Well, I think for me, the first thing that came up when I received the email saying that I, that you had a slot available for me mm-hmm. was uh, immediately just feelings of fear over being seen mm-hmm. and also just feelings of inadequacy thinking, oh, all the people that come on the show always are so articulate and so self-aware and just So then I thought, oh, maybe that's a perfect thing to discuss. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of self-judgment, hey? Yes. A lot of comparison, huh? Yes. Yeah. 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 So when you tap into that, that thought, and what's the feeling underneath it? Like, what's the feeling you're experiencing now? Really a lot of fear, actually. I can, my heart is beating super fast and I'm shaky. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just stay with that, knowing you're safe. So it's okay to feel that right now. It's okay if your heart's beating fast. It's okay if you're shaky because you're safe, right? There's no one chasing you. You're not in any immediate danger, correct? Yes. Okay. So let's just be with that for a moment. Do you feel safe with me? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So if you rode that feeling back in time, the shakiness, the heart beating fast, that just being scared, what does that remind you of? My, my childhood, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. What was going on? Well, I, I grew up in a house that had a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. My, my dad in particular, he, was, he, was, he suffered from a lot of mental health issues, and he was an alcoholic and could be pretty abusive. So mm-hmm. being seen was kind of a dangerous thing in my house. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand why. Probably felt a lot better to even sometimes maybe wish you were invisible so you could just avoid oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I spent a lot of time doing that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So can we just have compassion for that little girl who just was terrified? And can we also just tell her that she had every right to be terrified? That what was going on was really scary? Yeah. What's happening inside for you now? I feel a little bit calmer, still a little shaky, but yeah. And, and just remember the point of this conversation is not to calm you down. Mm -hmm. It's not to eliminate the fear. There's nothing wrong with your fear. There's nothing wrong with being shaky and having your heart beat fast. As long as you're not in an immediate danger and there's nothing physically wrong. Right. So I can totally hold your fear. Really my only intention right now is to help move you into a place of compassion for yourself. And that little girl who's just triggered in this moment, because even though logically, you know, it's Christine, I listen to her podcast. I'm in my house. There's no lion chasing me. My dad's not here. The feeling of uncertainty and the feeling of being vulnerable is making you time travel And it's just triggering that little girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that whenever our reaction to something doesn't quite match the circumstance, that there's a trigger. 
were activated. Yeah. In some ways. And so I want to just help you use this opportunity of being activated when rationally you know you're safe to just talk to that little, little Michaela inside. So I just invite you to close your eyes for a moment. Can you see that little girl? Can you see her? Maybe she used to hide in her room or her closet or wish she was invisible. Can you see her? Yes. And what do you want to say to her just from your heart? What do you want to say to that little one to really validate her feelings and make her feel seen? Not to make her better, not to try to fix her, but just to help her feel seen. Oh, gosh. Um, that... Sorry. No, it's okay. Take <sighs> I your don't time. know why I'm struggling a little bit with this. Because we're breaking a pattern. That's all. We're just breaking a pattern. So the brain's like, what? What's going on? Yeah. It's asking you to do something new. So you're not struggling. It's, it's You're doing this exactly as is normal and expected. Well, if it was, if it was, I guess I could talk to myself the way I would to my own daughter. Sure. That it's okay to, anybody would be afraid. Yeah. It's okay to be afraid. Yeah. What else? And that even though all this scary stuff is happening to you, it doesn't mean you deserve it to happen. It's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. What else? And how about this? How about actually if, keep your eyes closed, how about if we ask little Michaela to come forward? Does she feel safe enough with me to be able to speak? Yes, I think so. Okay. So let's just see if that little girl can come forward knowing she's safe and knowing that we both, big Michaela and me, really just want to see her and understand her. We just really want to be here with her. And then when you're ready, I want you to speak as little Michaela in present tense. As if you're, you know, instead of saying, I was scared or this was scary, like really speak, I am scared. This is what's happening. Really speak in that present tense. And let's just give her a voice for a moment and see what happens. Okay. I, I'm scared and also very angry. Mm. And I wish that I could just run out of my room and make it stop. Mm-hmm. but I'm afraid that if I speak up, I'll make it worse. Mm. So I just have to stay here and pretend I'm not here. Mm-hmm. Imagine that I'm somewhere else. Mm. One of the places that I read about in my books. Mm. Mm. So you wish you could just disappear and go away. Yes. yes. Be somebody else. Be somebody else. Yes. Yes. And what would you want from, what, what do you feel like you really need right now, little Michaela? What do you need, especially from an adult? What do you need? Somebody to see that things aren't okay and that mm-hmm. somebody to notice that I need 
somebody to notice that I need to be seen. And mm-hmm. even though I want to be invisible, it also hurts really bad that it feels like nobody ever sees how hard this is. Yeah. 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 So you want someone to really see how much you're struggling. Yes. And how scared you are. Yes. Yeah, and come take you to a safe place. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that, and I'd like to invite present-day Michaela to respond. I know how scary it is to, and confusing it is to feel like you're both not seen, but also need so badly for somebody to help you. It's very conflicting. Mm -hmm. But just know that just because things are like this right now, doesn't mean that it will always have to be like this. Mm -hmm. And you can choose differently for yourself. Yeah, we really want to stay with speaking to what's present for her now, right? Because it's hard for the inner child to feel comforted by thoughts of the future. Right. Because they're so in it. Yeah. Yeah. So what can you do to help her with all this fear that's coming up right now? I guess I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of what would have yeah. helped me feel better in that moment. And it Well, just remember, you're the adult now yeah. that she's been asking for. So she gave you some oh, clues. I... I see you and how scared you are mm-hmm. and how you just want an adult to make you feel safe mm-hmm. and someone to acknowledge what you're going through and that it doesn't make you different or less than anybody else. That's right. That's right. And maybe you can say that she can come with you. She can okay. come into the present with you. And you can keep her safe. Okay. Should I say that? Yeah. If it feels okay. if it feels like it would be helpful, yeah. Only say what feels resonant for you. Okay. Yeah, you can come. You can come with me and I'll keep a safe place for you. I'll take you out of that scary house and into my heart. I'll take you out of that scary house and into my heart. Yeah, just visualize that for a moment. Just visualize. You don't have to remember or visualize any of the trauma, but just visualize yourself in that house and see your adult self come in and scoop your little self up in her arms. Bring her into your arms and into your heart and into this present moment. Sounds very peaceful where you are. I think I hear like crickets or something in the background. Is it nighttime there? (laughs) No, I actually have my kid's sound machine on in the other room. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. Well, it sounds super peaceful. Yes. (laughs) I thought we were transported to a magical rainforest or something. (laughs) Sometimes it does feel like that here. (laughs) Well, I bet little Michaela would like that. 
Yeah, I think she would. I have a question for her. Yes. Does little Michaela think you're a pretty good mom to your daughter? Yes. Does she see you loving her and playing with her and keeping her safe? Yes. And do you think maybe sometimes she gets a little jealous of that? That she'd like some of that too? Oh, yeah, maybe so. I had never thought about that. Yeah. So maybe some of this fear that's coming up is her way of getting your attention and saying, look, big Michaela, remember you're my mom too. You're my inner parent. (sighs) And I really didn't get the kind of love and parenting that, what's your daughter's name? Emmy. That Emmy's getting. And I see you giving that to her and I'd like some too. I don't want to take any away from Emmy. I just would love that mothering and that nurturing too. Would you do that for me? Yeah. Yeah. What's present for you now? Um, it's just, and that makes so much sense. That really, really, really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. What's happening in your body? I, I guess I'm, I'm feeling a little bit, um, of a little bit of grief for, mm-hmm. for my, myself as a child. And mm-hmm. then. I'm also feeling some validation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that grief is important to feel and process. You don't have to feel it forever, but it's important to honor that. Grief becomes a ghost that we constantly live with unless we greet it and we feel it. And sometimes being a parent and providing a wonderful childhood for our child can really activate the grief we feel about our own childhood. And just like you compared yourself to other callers, your inner child is comparing her childhood to Emmy's. Oh, yes. I I actually, I can, now that you're saying that, I can hear my thoughts many times a day doing that. Yeah. I wasn't fully aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's, it's important to honor that grief, you know, and sounds like you're crying a little bit now at the shakiness in your throat. If, if, you know, we had the time and space, I would really let you go into a full on sob and wail of like really letting this go because there's such heartache in there. There's such heartache for the childhood you never got. And as much as you're, it's, it's, it's confusing as a parent, especially if we feel robbed of a childhood. We're so happy to give our child what we didn't have. And at the same time, it reactivates some of our wounding because that inner child is like, what about me? And it can feel even more abandoned. And an abandoned inner child will trigger fear in us. That makes so much sense. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being where your fear was when we first started talking and one being completely gone, where is it? Uh, I feel so much more at ease. I would say maybe a three. Okay. So that's big progress. Yeah. 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 And notice I didn't do anything to try to take away the fear. 
In fact, I use the fear with you to go back and connect in. Yeah. So, Michaela, there's nothing wrong with your fear when it comes up. It's a signal. It's an alarm system that that little one is a little scared. She feels unseen. She feels unsafe. She feels her needs aren't being met. And she needs a check-in. Okay. And a really good way to do that is, you know, putting one hand on our heart, like in the middle of our chest, and one hand on our belly in the center, just taking deep breaths and closing our eyes and just feeling into that most tender, sensitive part of us. Just being like, hi, I'm here. I'm here. What do you need? How is she doing now? Feeling much, much more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's not left in a room totally terrified. And hiding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She wants to be with you. Yeah. I bet your daughter likes to be with you a lot. <laughs> she does. Yeah. Yeah. You have a beautiful, loving, mothering energy. Oh, and, thank you. And that little one wants to get out of that house and come with you. And I'm really sorry, Michaela, that you had to grow up that way. I'm really sorry. And I just Thank honor you. honor the grief about that because that's a real thing to grieve. Yeah. And after you grieve, because that's important, know that it's really never too late to have a good childhood if we keep that inner child activated within us. Okay. You can give little Michaela... A childhood by keeping her present and letting yourself play and express, you know, and even doing things like comparing yourself to others is a way that you rob her again of her childhood. Because remember, in our childhood, we don't have self-consciousness. We can at a certain yeah. a certain age, right? We 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 totally yes. can. But most children, I mean, I think you probably see with Emmy. Yeah. She doesn't walk around self-conscious and comparing herself to others. No, <laughs> she's she does just definitely doesn't. free to be herself because she feels yeah. safe. And so the more you connect with that inner child and bring little Michaela in, the less you'll feel this need to compare and everything because you'll reconnect more to that healthy confidence and self-acceptance that children have that we're, most of us are born with. It's inherent. We know we're, we know our self-worth. It's just life and our families and things that happen make us question that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, I don't really remember ever not being self-conscious. So mm-hmm. I promise you didn't come out of the womb self-conscious. <laughs> you might have come out of the womb going, oh my God, what did I do? Take me back to the spirit world. Um, but... I bet as a child, you had that freedom, but then pretty early on it was squashed and the self-consciousness began. Yeah. Yeah. Does this help? Wow. Oh yeah. So much. 
wasn't even expecting this to come up, but Mm. it definitely needed to. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful that it did. So I would, after we complete, because the grief is present, right? The grief is in the Mm -hmm. room and we want to acknowledge that. And what I suggest is you make a date with it and you say, okay, okay, grief, I know you're really present. I want to give you the time and space right now. My daughter's here. I have, I have things, you know, whatever. I know you can't really like go into two hours of a grief ritual right now, probably, but you can set aside some time. It can be a week from now. I would try to do it within the next week to 10 days, get support from, I don't know if you have a partner or someone to, okay, great. To watch your daughter handle things, either have them leave the house. So you have space or take yourself somewhere and let yourself grieve in whatever way that looks like to you. I know you might be like, well, how do I let myself grieve? Grief is so personal. It's so personal. So whatever really feels um, most resonant to you, just ride the waves. Just kind of take yourself back to these feelings and think about not having a childhood. Think about that sweet little girl who was hiding and just let the emotion come up and let your emotion lead you. Okay. And at the end, just do the best you can to move into some forgiveness, forgiving any beliefs or misunderstandings you bought into about you, your self-worth, life in general. Because just because your home was unsafe or felt unsafe, Michaela, doesn't mm-hmm. mean life is unsafe. Yes, that, that's something I really needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And after you move through the grief, getting to forgiving some of these beliefs will be a little bit easier. But it's hard to move into forgiveness when we haven't moved through the grief. And just know that in the grief, anger could come up. You might want to have a pillow you can scream into or a little foam noodle that you can hit with. Some grief may come, I mean, some anger may come up at your parents and the situation at God. Like just let yourself ride the waves fully. Okay. You can do this. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I so appreciate Michaela's willingness to allow this call to go wherever it went. Her initial question was about comparing herself to other callers. And that's was a beautiful doorway invitation into the work that we did. So one thing I've learned as a coach is to really follow what's presenting. A lot of times a client will come with a question, but that's really not the question to work with. Like I, I could have gone down the mental road and worked with her on comparison, but what was really present was the fear, her heart racing. You could hear it in her voice. So it's like, let's work with that. And something I really want to emphasize about what I did in this call and what I do with clients. And for those of you that are holding space for anyone, be it your clients, people that work with you or for you, your children, your spouse, when a big emotion like that comes up, I I really feel into, and this is an intuitive thing that comes from just lots of practice, but it's also a discernment thing. I really feel into, okay, is this person in a major trauma loop and I need to regulate them? I need to calm them down because they're not going to be able to 
go into this or process it or have a conversation? Or is this person activated and would it be useful to just be with the feeling and explore it? So in Michaela's case, I felt like, okay, she's definitely activated. However, she can still talk. I still feel like there's access to being able to have a conversation with her, being able to go in. And so instead of working to regulate her nervous system, which is what we want to do when someone's in a big trauma loop and they're really in their trauma, I just was with it. My intention was to offer the opportunity for her not to be so scared of her fear. Now, I know that may sound funny (laughs) to not be so scared of our fear, but this is important. We don't want to be so anxious about our anxiety. We don't want to be so scared about our fear because when we're anxious about our anxiety or we're scared about our fear, it just makes it worse. So it was about holding a very loving space for her and making the fear okay. Because as a child, that's what she needed. She needed someone to meet her and say, I know you're scared. You have every right to be scared. It makes sense that you're terrified right now. And I'm here with you. And so that was the work that we did. We made the fear okay. We had compassion for the fear. We didn't try to get rid of it. We didn't try to calm her down or use her mind to rationalize her way through the fear. And when we were able to be present with the fear, we were able to have access to little Michaela. And I find that when working with people, and I don't know if Michaela's ever done inner child work before, most likely she hasn't. And it was easy to access little Michaela because she was activated. She was, she was in it. And she had someone there, me, holding space for her and helping her facilitate that connection. But oftentimes when we're really activated and when the level of fear doesn't match the current situation, right? Like I understand people are nervous when they get on the phone with me for the first time because they're on a big podcast and lots of people are listening. And when the the physiological response is similar to standing on the top of a skyscraper on the edge, like, am I going to fall off? That doesn't really match the level, right? It's a safe place. Rationally, she knows that but the fear was really big. So that's a ding, ding, ding activation. Inner child is activated. And so when we're activated, we can ride that feeling back in time, which is what we did together and access that little one. And she had a beautiful conversation with that little one and was able to just really be present with her. And as she was present with the inner child, let the inner child speak, gave her what she needed. You notice that the fear started to dissipate. It went from a 10 to a three. And my guess is if she continues to check in with little Michaela, it will continue to come down because that fear is an alarm system. The other important thing to note in this episode, especially for you parents or anybody that wants to be a parent, it's very important that you continue to parent or start parenting your inner child when you have children. Because I see so often someone has a kid and they are such a great parent to that child so much better than the parents they had. And that really activates their own inner child because the little one in there is like, what about me? I would like some of this nice parenting too. And so it will act up and act out like Michaela's fear here. And parenting our inner child doesn't take anything away from our children. It actually gives to them 
because our children are unconsciously learning from us all the time. And when we are parenting ourselves well, they feel that. And we're a better parent to them. We're not as triggered as much by our children when when we're parenting our inner child. So some takeaways for you from this episode. If you have consistent levels of fear of anxiety that don't match the situation, that is an alarm bell. It's act, you're activated, you're triggered. I prefer the word activated in this situation because something from your childhood, something from the inner child is activated. It's like, ah, pay attention to me. So instead of trying to get rid of it, instead of trying to calm yourself down, experiment with following the feeling in a really safe, loving way. And one thing I emphasized to Michaela that I want to emphasize to you is that when we went back and talked to the inner child, she didn't have to relive the trauma. She didn't have to think about what her father was doing. She didn't have to put herself back in the chaos. She just needed to go and see that little one and be like, I'm here. So I've said this before. I want to say it again. Doing inner child work doesn't mean we go and re-experience and relive traumatic events. It means we go and greet that little one that's activated, let them express and be compassionate and let them know we're there for them. And another important thing we did that's a takeaway for you is we got her inner child. We took her out of that house and we brought her into Michaela's heart and into her present day. You want your inner child to live in the present with you, not continue living in the past. You want to invite them into your heart, into the present with you. And if this is all work that really resonates with you, you can still get our inner child workshop, the recording of it. If you're interested in that, just email Jill at ChristineHassler.com. If this work resonates with you, if you know that this is the work that is calling you, the Inner Child Workshop is an incredible, incredible resource for that. So don't miss out on that opportunity. If you want to have a look at the website, it's christinehauser.com slash innerchild. But we taught it live a couple weeks ago. Like I said, you can still get access to the recording. All right. Sending you and your little ones so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.